Hello, friends. Hello, family. Welcome to your final unconscious update before the world may be changed forever. With me, your friend, Jake Hall. That's right. We have two big main events this weekend. That's pretty much all that's going on. And you know the one that's the big one. The Tyron Woodley versus Jake Paul. It's finally here. It is finally upon us. The wait is over. And it may be the last time that we spend together before the world is changed forever. The world may be changed forever. Um, the, the earth might split open. The Red Seas may part. And, and, and we might witness before our very own eyes Jake Paul starch, knockout, flatline, KO, finish. The, the, the previous world champion of the UFC, Tyron Woodley. That may happen. Just get ready for it. That may happen. And like I said, it's going to change everything. It's going to change everything, you know? Like how long will this ride last? It may last for a long time if that result happens. Um, and that is the main thing. I mean, what are, we all, what are we all looking forward to? Like that's it. And this is one thing about that event. In all honesty, that event looks pretty fun. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a relatively inexpensive pay-per-view. There's some actual real boxers on the card. Uh, and it should be a pretty fun event. But all you're hearing about is, is Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. I mean, I'm b balls deep in this world. Balls deep in this world. And, I mean, unless you're watching, like, BT Sport boxing content which how many Westerners, how many Americans are really watching that? Unless you're like following BT stuff, they are really pushing the Tommy Fury thing. I guarantee you I could, I could ask, like it'd probably be seven or eight out of 10 like common fight fans here in the States. They don't know who Tommy Fury is. And that's like one of the biggest storylines of this event. You know, it just shows you that that is all this event is about. All this event is about is Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. And it just shows you that it is Jake Paul's event. I mean, he completely and utterly is in charge of this this entire event. Um, and that's the one, you can say a lot of bad things about the UFC, but the one thing that they are, have done well and I think are doing better, better than ever, is spotlighting their fighters, spotlighting their fighters. It's never just about the main event. It's never about the main event. If you watch their embedded stuff, you watch their just their promotional videos, they highlight the all the fights, the main fights. Yeah, they're not going to some rinky-dink undercard fight, no. But even some of the prelim fights they'll highlight. But they they really try to highlight all of the the rising stars, the interesting characters, the standout talents uh on the event card. And in this one I just feel like you know, Daniel Dubois is on this card. He's a legit boxer, legit boxer, um, a real, real up-and-coming heavyweight in the world of boxing. And I, I haven't seen one thing about him, one thing. I mean, he's right in the middle of the card. I mean, as legit as they come, should definitely be kind of spotlighted, in my opinion. If, if this were a, if this were a pay-per-view event for a UFC, he would be being highlighted. Tommy Fury... Tommy Fury would be highlighted. I mean, talk about an up-and-comer, the, br the brother of heavyweight champion Tyson Fury, and you are seeing almost no coverage, stateside at least. Like I said, stateside. 
And I mean, you might, you might, but it just even even we're getting into the fight weekend, and I feel like it, the storyline is just about the main event and Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. Which you know, it just is what it is. I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know even what I'm saying with that. It just seems kind of annoying, and this is this is what differentiates the the UFC from boxing. I mean, this this is the. I mean, it's no secret that this has been a problem with with boxing. I mean, like I said, the the storyline for Tommy Fury to face Jake Paul. I mean, if you're kind of deep in the world, that that is a storyline. A lot of real like boxing fans want to see that happen. I mean, every everyone wants to see Jake Paul fight a real boxer. You know, you're not hearing any word out of his mouth about that. He he wants to fight guys in the MMA fighters. He wants to fight very strategically fight MMA fighters. Fighters that are smaller than him, shorter than him, older, way older, on their way out of the UFC, you know, are are released from the UFC, like contractually can fight him that have some type of name or, or some type of a drawing power. He's not calling out other up and coming boxers in his weight division that are legit boxers. And that's what everyone wants to see. And that's what Tommy Fury is. I mean, Tommy Fury, I mean, talk about that that is the perfect kind of real introduction to the sport of boxing, like to become a legitimate boxer. And that's what people want to see. And and this fight, I mean, there's no accident. I've talked about this before. No accident that Tommy Fury is on this card. And he is supposed to win his fight. This was my original point. The, the, difference, the difference between boxing and the UFC is we have multiple fights on this card that fighters are supposed to win. I mean... This is coming from CBS Boxing. CBS Boxing, just their little spiel about the card, and they put up the odds from the Caesar Sportsbook. Tommy Fury is fighting Jake Paul's training partner, Anthony Taylor, which nothing against Anthony Taylor, but if you if you see anything about his record, middle-tiered fighter, middle-tier fighter, mostly an, comes from an MMA background, has some experience in boxing. Tommy Fury is supposed supposed to beat him supposed to beat him I mean there's no question for that uh Tom, I mean Tommy Fury is a neg minus 1500 favorite minus 1500 favorite and Anthony Taylor's a plus 850 underdog I mean those odds and those aren't even the most ridiculous odds on the card I mean the Daniel Dubois fight versus Joe Cusimano Daniel Dubois is a minus 2,000 favorite. Minus 2,000 favorite against a plus 1,000 underdog. The Amanda Serrano versus Yamileth Mercado, which is the, the, the women's featherweight title fight. A title fight! Minus 2,000 favorite versus a 1,000 underdog. I mean, the only fight on paper that should be competitive is the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight. Where surprisingly enough, Jake Paul is a favorite, a minus one ninety versus a plus one sixty underdog in Tyron Woodley. I mean, those odds are ridiculous, and we all know. I mean, it's it's been no secret that 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 is that is the world of boxing: maintaining your undefeated record, uh, you know, fighting tomato cans, you know, just kicking your way down the road and bolstering your record, you know, until you're twenty five and zero, until you really start fighting top tier competition. That shit never happens in the UFC. 
I mean, a, a minus 550 favorite is like astronomical. It's like super high in the UFC. You'll rarely see something over that. Like minus 750 might be like, I mean, freaking huge, huge in the UFC. You never see that. Every fight on this card, I mean, are just insane favorites that are supposed to win. They're supposed to win. I mean, we'll just look over, we'll look over at uh, the odds for this weekend's, this weekend's UFC event, which thankfully is on a different day because it should be a fun UFC event. It should be a fun UFC event. And there's no, there's no, you know, there's no coincidence there either that the, the pay-per-view event is on Sunday. But the biggest, biggest spread we have in the UFC event, and this is a, this is an, definitely an overshadowed fight night. A UFC fight night, not a pay-per-view. And I mean, on the pre- this is a prime, prime example that lower on the main card in the prelims, you might see guys fighting tomato cans to bolster their record, but they're not. They're not. I mean, it's as competitive as it gets, even way down the card. The biggest spread is the Mahmoud Muradov fight against Gerald Mearshart. And Muradov's a minus 550 favorite. I mean, that's the biggest spread on the card. Every other fight, minus 160, plus 140, minus 115, minus 105, minus 145, plus 125. I mean, all, I mean, down on the, on the prelims, minus 170 and 150, you know, it, it's just, it just shows you the difference of the, cal- the, the quality of fights that you get in MMA. I mean, I'm beating a dead horse here. This has been talked about over and over again, but I mean, it is the problem with boxing. I mean, boxing is a beautiful sport. And but if you're a real fan of the sport, you that's what makes MMA so great. We want to see competitive fights, real fights, you know. I get it, I get it, but it just blows my mind. Even on this, 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 like this spotlighted of an event. I mean, it's a huge event right now that everyone in the world is talking about. There's not hardly any other type of things going on right now. Um, and the whole Jake Paul rise, the, the, these. This this weird celebrity style exhibition fights that we've been talking about for the whole the last year, you know, the last year. I mean, it's a huge event. It's a huge event, um, and it just blows my mind that you get really legitimate boxers on this card. I mean, and they have that big of a spread. It's crazy. It's so crazy, you know. And Daniel Dubois, it's not like his first fight. It's not like his first fight uh, as a boxer. I mean, he's sixteen and one or sixteen one and one. Had 17 fights, you know, 23 years old. I mean, as, as much of a, a high, highly rated prospect as you can get, you know, and he's fighting on paper total tomato can, which is crazy. It's crazy. Um, and it's boxing, you know, it just is boxing. But it just, it's, just so, it's just so funny to look at these two events on the same weekend and just how truly different they are. Um, and I don't think it's we're anywhere near that being changed. It just is what it is, you know. And and you know, and, and there might be arguments that some of that should creep its way into the UFC, even just play devil's advocate, because you see so many guys getting rushed so fast in MMA. I mean, if you're a high level athlete, guys, they have a one and zero amateur record. I mean, they go take an amateur fight and they just jump into the pros, 
and then they might get like six they get, might get have six seven professional fights you know over a two and a half year period and boom they're in the ufc and they're getting pushed as maybe a rising superstar and they just get thrown right into the lion's den so i mean that 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 is also that is a problem in the ufc in my opinion you'll hear a lot of, i think I, I just heard um i think michael bisbing talking about this um yeah, I think it was Michael Bisbing talking about how fighters really should spend more time in the amateur ranks or fighters should spend more time outside of the UFC building their experience, building their portfolio that you need. You almost need to have a loss to come back from that. You need to get more and more comfortable in there, raising the stakes, raising the stakes, fighting different opponents, building your, your, your toolkit. You know, and you see a lot of guys coming in the UFC that just get, they shoot right to the top and then they just peter out, you know. So, I mean, it's not like they're infallible. They have their own issues as well. But, uh, but it's just, it's so, it's such a stark contrast looking at, looking at the, at the card on paper and how different it really is. But aside from that, it should be a really fun event. It really should be a fun event. Um, I don't think it's even worth trying to break down, worth trying to, I mean, I don't think any fights are worth breaking down because anything can happen in a fight. That's why I watch this, you know? You, you wanna watch a in-depth technical breakdown, listen to somebody who's actually smart about it, like Dan Hardy or, or, or Daniel Cormier, you know? Guys that actually can really break this down, have the pedigree to do so. I mean, anything can happen in a fight. And we could very easily see Jake Paul just knock the shit out of Tyron Woodley. Could totally happen. Shouldn't. It shouldn't by all means. We all we all believe that. But it's just so hard when when we don't know if Tyron Woodley squandered all of his money and is doing this for a paycheck. I mean we don't I mean he is he what it's like for a fighter to be going through a four fight skid, a four fight losing streak, you know, getting released by the promotion that you were at the top, you were at the height of just a couple years ago, where he would be at mentally. The fact that he's way outsized by Jake Paul. You know, Jake Paul is big-ass dude, and he's good at boxing. I mean, undeniably good at boxing. Is he great? We don't know. We don't know, and we're going to find out. This is where we start to find out, you know, and it'll be really interesting. If, if Tommy Fury does what he's supposed to do, go in there and win this fight handily, I mean, it's being teed up for him. And, and and he plays it right, comes out with a really good promo, and depending on the result, I, I said this a couple weeks ago, it's totally dependent on the result of the Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley fight. If if he even if he even addresses Tommy Fury, I mean, leading up to this fight, I've, you you already see Jake Paul calling out Jorge Masvidal. They had trained together, but then now Jorge's been kind of turning on him, saying that he thinks that he's going to get knocked out. So now he's jumping on that opportunity and calling out Jorge Masvidal. You know, if Jake Paul goes out there and does what he's saying he's going to do to Tyron Woodley, I highly, highly doubt. I think he's not even going to pay attention to Tommy Fury. He's going to be looking for another giant name in the MMA ranks. He's just going to stick on this trend. Um, and, and he, you know, he does he does not want to get right into the trenches of, of the boxing landscape. I mean, he, I do not think that his intentions here – are to become a boxing world champion. I mean, it's just not the traditional route, not what he's in the middle of doing. Why would he totally change course? Um, but you never know. If the stars align, 
you know, the, the, the reason Tommy Fury's here, I think, is to introduce him more to the Western audience, maybe. I mean, I think all these fighters were, were almost handpicked by Jake Paul and his team or whatever. There's no accidents happening on this card. But it should be fun. It should, at, at the very least, it should be fun. Tommy Fury is worth your time to watch. Worth your time to watch. I mean, as legit as they come and, and, and doing everything in his power to be a legitimate boxer, just like his brother, just like his brother, you know, and his family, his dad, they are, they are, they are curating the perfect roadmap for him and taking their time and having fun in the meantime, which I love. I love, I like the story. I like their mentality. I think those gypsies are way smarter than they get credit for, um, and they sure as shit know what they're doing. Uh, and Tommy Fury, like I said, totally worth everyone's time to learn who he is and see what he's capable of. Um, and Daniel Dubois, another legitimate boxer to, to pay attention to. Legitimate boxer. You know, uh, there's no telling how, how high he's going to climb, you know, now. But three, four years from now, Daniel Dubois could be could be one of the the main faces, one of the main heavyweight characters in the boxing world. Um, so super exciting uh, to, to see him fight. And then, you know, the main event. Nothing more needs to be said. Uh, that is going to be the story this weekend. I think that this uh, UFC fight night we got coming up uh, on Saturday um, is probably going to be super – it's going to underperform like crazy. It's just going to get so – outshone by the Showtime event. It's just, it's just the truth of the matter. It's just the truth of the matter. What's lucky for them that they've got going on is that it's on Saturday. It's not on the same day. Uh, so hopefully a lot of, you know, the, the, the normal, the normal uh, riffraff that watches the UFC fight nights will still tune in. Um, and it should be fun. That It's totally going to be worth, worth everybody's time to watch this fight. I mean, there are some really good fights on there. You know, our boy Sam Alvey. Love watching Sam Alvey. I don't care what you say. I love Sam Alvey. He's a fun one. You know, Alessio DeCirico, um fighting Alizan. That's a really good fight. DeCirico is a really good up-and-comer um, in that division. Uh, can, you know, just, just coming off of a, a knockout victory over Joaquin Butley, Buckley. Um, so has, has a, lot of, uh, a lot of promise. Um, the Magmud Muradov and Gerald Mearshart fight. You know, Gerald Mearshart... God bless his heart after he just got completely demolished in whatever it was, 10 seconds by, by, uh, Hamzat. He just came, came back, got himself another submission win. But I mean, but Gerald Mearshart is no joke, no joke. I mean, that guy's, let me pull up his record. He, he has so much experience. Um, and it is ridiculous how many submission victories he has. How many is it? I mean, Gerald Mearshart is 32 and 14. I mean, had a shitload of fights and has 24 victories by submission. I mean, submits everybody. Do not get on the ground with Gerald Mearshart. And he just put um, uh, Bartos Fabinski to sleep with a guillotine choke last time. I mean, he's coming off of a really big win. Uh, hopefully, he kind of regains some of his confidence. Um, but he's got a uh, tough task in Mahmoud Muradov. So that one is definitely a fight to watch. Um, and then one of my, my, probably my most, and my most anticipated fight, um, on this card is Kevin Lee and Daniel Rodriguez. Um, I really wanted to see Brady fight Kevin Lee, but it's just not destined to happen. 
when it got announced uh, that Daniel Rodriguez was taking that place, you know, a week on two weeks notice or something like that, we talked about it. Um, man, that gets that gets my nipples hard. It gets me perked up. You know me. I love Daniel Rodriguez, and I love that he's just – I love his mentality, man. I like guys that want to stay active. When they're on their rise and they're staying active, they're, they're staying fresh, they're staying more and more comfortable in there. I mean, he's just taking every opportunity he can. Exciting dude. Seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. And I love his skills, man. He's exciting. He, he's, he's down to stand in the middle and exchange. He's got really good skills, um, and, and he's got underrated – underrated grappling and wrestling um but kevin lee is is cream of the crop kind of stuff man cream of the crop kind of stuff uh so we'll we'll see kevin lee's a, a deserved favorite in that fight and we'll see if daniel rodriguez can really step up to the big leagues this is one of his uh real entries into the uh the top tier uh, of of that division the lightweights um welterweights i need to look that up is this a lightweight or a welterweight fight Anyways, uh, that may be your fight of the night right there. That should be a fun one. Kevin Lee and Dana Rodriguez, do not miss that one. And then the main event, Edson Barboza and Giga Chikadze. Uh, um, Chikadze, man, is just – talk about it, uh, the, the, the new – what could be the new face of that division. I mean, has everything that you need, man. The, whenever you get these lighter weight divisions, the featherweights, the, the, the lightweights – and you can be pushing six foot tall and have and have some good athletic you don't you're not too gangly or or your coordination isn't you know totally off whack um if a guy is quick and has really good kicking abilities and has that kind of length that height and reach in those divisions i mean it is just so perfect you see a guy like Corey sandhagen just tall and long and still fast and and and, and quick you know, ha- has the, the, the punching abilities, the kicking abilities, just the, the diversity in his attacks. You see some of these new breed of guys in those lower weight divisions. I mean, it's just, it's scary, man. You know, you get a guy like him, and Chikadze is just just like that. You know, I mean, his knees, his kicks, his strikes, I mean, he's got so much experience in kickboxing, Um I mean, I mean, he's as, as fun, as exciting of a fighter as you can get in that division. And, and I mean, but you're going up against one of the one of the OGs in Edson Barboza, who just seems ageless, just does not seem one of those guys that has been in the UFC for God knows how long now. I mean, well over ten years, and has just been the the perennial gatekeeper, pushing title challenger the whole time, and just fighting everyone everyone i mean anybody who has made a, a, a name for themselves as a lightweight or a featherweight has, has like crossed paths with edson barbosa um and he is hard to get past i mean you're talking about one of the most dynamic well-versed strikers in the entire organization so all the recipe for a fun fight you know, you hope that you don't get these. T- I mean, it's just a classic example of like, you know, two two entertaining, uh, super dynamic, super skilled, super diverse strikers. You know, and then they get together and it's just a stalemate. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Knock on wood. But uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, that I don't think that really 
ever happens with Barboza. And Chikadze just seems so aggressive and, and so offensive that I, I just don't think that's going to happen. So uh, you might be looking at maybe the best fight of the weekend there. I mean, on the boxing event, on, on the, the UFC card, I mean, that that is a hell of a main event. And like I said, I just think – and, and my – my instincts tell me that this this whole card's gonna get overlooked. I mean, it's it's getting almost no press, almost no coverage. Um, it's I mean, a lot of the names on the card are very unrecognizable, um, and there's just too much fun going on with the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley thing. And the entire MMA community is just holding their breath, hoping that we don't get embarrassed again, again. You know, so. Who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be a crazy weekend. Um, but they'll all be worth watching, man. All be worth watching. I mean, these are the funnest. This is the funnest time to be alive in, in, in combat sports. I mean, the UFC is just cranking out nothing, nothing but amazing fights. And then this circus act that is uh, the, these sideline circus shows of the Paul brothers and these TikTokers and these freaking YouTubers just jumping in and boxing each other. I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy. It's nothing new. We've talked about it before. I mean, celebrity boxing matches have been around forever. And celebrities, like, actually making a go of boxing is not new. You know, go, go see Mickey Rourke. I mean, that's... Uh, I, Mickey Rourke is definitely a different character. Half of his fights were fixed, um, and that's not really argued. But um, he was legitimately boxing. He was le a legitimate boxer at one point, at least, um, when he definitely got uh, later on in his career, half of those fights were fixed. But this is not new, but, man, is it hilarious. It is just ridiculous what's going on right now. Um, and I'm just trying to have fun. Let's just remember that, people, okay? Friends, family, just remember, this is entertainment. If it's not entertaining you, if it's making you upset, if it's pulling away your life force, turn it off. Go, go, go watch something else. Go watch something else. Go outside. Go on a walk. Do something that's going to bring you happiness. And if watching Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley fist fight each other brings you happiness, by all means, watch it. By all means, watch it. If the UFC brings you more happiness, watch that. Don't let this shit draw away your life force. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun. So either have fun or don't. I don't care, but I do care about you. And if you made it this far, I love you. I appreciate you. And we will talk to you when the world has changed. Goodbye.